Fandom Fair with your host Sam and Midge. And uh, we have two special guests today. We have our roommate Sean. Hello, I'm here for a full episode for the first Finally, time. Finally, Sean's not uh, doing PR homework. <laughs> yes. And we have our lovely PR, uh, not PR, <laughs> ADJ, uh, Shina. Hello. We are continuing our spirit of uh, Halloween. Sp- spooky season. Spooky season. Um, last week we talked about the Walton Files, and now we are talking about the inspiration of the Walton Files this week. We are talking about FNAF, which uh, if you don't know what that is, that is Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a hit video game series that came out in, what, 2013? 2014. 2014. So I was 13 years old. Uh, it was 13, 14, depending on thir- Yeah, 13, 14. Dang. Uh, we were, no, we were we were thirteen. We were thirteen. It was August. Wait, it came out in August. Twenty years old here. We're I just turned twenty-one. Okay, so we're twenty. I was also thirteen when this happened. Yeah, so we're okay. all that work. crazy work. That, we're, we're all insane. twenty here. Um, so we were all in middle school when uh this came oh, yeah, out. Like seventh, eighth grade. Like oh, I totally remember. Oh, everyone was talking about FNAF. This Ooh, was yeah. the hot thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so Midge, shall, shall t- I t- take it away? Do the thing. So. Um, there's the first two games have a basic formula, but it's essentially it's it, the the games have a basic formula. So I through the five increasingly difficult nights, but the gameplay changes on each game. So with the first game, you play as Mike Schmidt, who you only find out the name of from his uh, I think a sh- check at the end of night six. Yeah, uh, a new security guard for Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, which uh, is a really bad restaurant. <laughs> Um, Which has a terrible track record. Yeah, Mm. really bad track record. Um, We're introduced to our main four animatronics who tend to, uh, you know, not navigate. They they roam. But I was saying they go from game to game. They're in pretty much every game. But um, they like to roam around the restaurant. So we got Freddy Fazbear, Bonnie the Bunny, Chica the Chicken, and Foxy the Pirate. They all have different mechanics to how they act. Like, Bonnie and Chica will go to your doors, Foxy runs out from his little pirate's cove, and then Freddy is a... Freddy's Freddy. Freddy um, comes at the very I end of the like, night. I would say, like, Freddy's, like, deaths... Like, a death montage. Can you call it, like, a death montage? Whatever. Uh, when Freddy, comp- yeah, whatever, like, Freddy, like, kills you, that is genuinely, like, terrifying, because it's just, like, it, dark except the eyes with the creepy, like, kids' music. It's the, uh, the anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, at the beginning of every night, you're called by a character who the fandom has named Phone Guy, who gives you tips on surviving the animatronic's odd, uh, you know, behavior, as well as revealing certain events that occurred in the restaurant's history. Uh, you have to keep watch over the cameras and keep your power at a good level to complete the night. If any animatronic gets into your office, it's game over, baby. You're done. You get game-ended. Game to end. put it simply, uh, throughout the game, there's a chance to see these news articles and the cameras detailing the game ends of children that occurred at the restaurant before your employment. Uh, reveals the main reason as to why the animatronics are hunting you. They're possessed by the souls of poor little children who want revenge. There's also, like, Golden Freddy, uh, Freddy who can uh, crash your game, which was... I mean, imagine just getting that unexpected like oh it's freddy but for some reason he's yellow and then he's just lying there limp well he's not completely lying there he's twitching is he yeah, yeah. i thought it's just a static image no it's well i mean it, it's it's like comes in static or maybe it's at the end of fnaf one where you see like the actual suit twitching no that's the at the end of custom night that's the end of custom night okay yeah we were watching that video because i remember i remember both okay yeah, so pretty much the plot of the game is uh, you have to survive five nights. These 
uh, soul ha- these haunted animatronics want to get your goat, and uh, by the t- when you um, by the time you get to the end of the sixth night, which was um, which is like a challenge night, you're fired. You're given like le- pay leave, and because I think you smell or something, and you um, uh, manipulate the machines. Too. So the thing is, um, more than likely, I mean, more than likely, this Mike Schmidt was possibly Michael Afton okay. from later games, which, which I think we, we could go into a little bit of depth with the smell, the smell thing thing. Um, but FNAF two. FNAF 2. So FNAF 2 is similar to um, uh, uh, the first game with its basic formula. Um, your security guard this time, Jeremy Fitzgerald, but then in the last night, you're Fritz Smith, who, uh, who has to survive the night shift for five nights. Originally, I believe Jeremy was a day shift guard, but then, then moved him to night shift, which you also have the help of a phone guy. Uh, there are four more animatronics in this game. Including our five in the first game, but they are majorly even more damaged because, um, it's, there's... I'm not talking about the timeline. No, timeline's hard. Like, I could literally, I could, we could spend a whole episode of this, um, talking about the FNAF timeline and its intricacies because Scott... I could complain about Scott's writing a lot, um, but my, I'm just gonna get my two cents before you continue, is that, um... When Scott thinks you are close to figuring out the answer, he changes it. He pulls a J.J. Abrams. Yeah, he, um... <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's that I hate it when um, creators decide, oh, they're catching on, I have to change the plot. That's not how you do every, a good story. That's not <laughs> Voltron. Every time Matt Pat makes a video, Scott's like, oh, damn, I need to change it a little bit. I, I for real think that's what happened. I think... Cause I think Matt, Matt thinks that, too. I, I think Matt Pat was some one of the people who got very close to oh for sure getting timelines. Scott didn't like that, so he's like, "I'm changing it." So think of it as uh, you're taking a test and you have the right answer, and then the teacher goes, "Never mind. Yeah. I don't want you getting that point. Yeah, you're you're that's not the right answer anymore." Yeah. So going back to FNAF 2, we have our original five characters from the first game, except for they are damaged characters now because they're from an, a different restaurant. It's a long story. There's also new and improved versions of them called the toy animatronics. There's an animatronic called the puppet, Mango, which it was a toy animatronic, but she got majorly Mango. Mango. She got majorly messed up by some kids because her activity was that the kids would pry her apart. Is that what really That's happened? literally, the whole thing with Mangle is that she was an animatronic that the kids could take apart in, like, an activity. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's messed up. Yeah, and then there's Balloon Boy, and I think there's also Balloon Girl. I think she's very, like, rare or something. Yeah. Or she appears in a different game. But Balloon Boy. Um, I Balloon think Boy who everyone hates. Oh, Balloon <laughs> Boy. I, I love the fandom shared hatred for Balloon Boy. It's just, I don't he's just, uh, out of nowhere, a di- very different animatronic from everyone else, because he's the only human-like well, there might, there might animatronic. An there might be an explanation like, for Balloon Boy's type of character in the Fazbear Frights book. Oh, I bet there is. I'm not, I haven't read it. Whatever. I haven't read any of the books. I anyway, just said learn everything from Matt. Anyway, so during the phone calls from Phone Guy, it's revealed that the restaurant is under police investigation due to rumors. You know, the rumors how children get murdered there. Um, there's also the new inclusion of mini games, which take an Atari-like style that reveal more of the tragic story of Fast Bear Entertainment. The children murdered under its roof. We finally see, essentially, the murder of Purple Guy, who we later find out is named William Afton, but that's, like, sister location. And um, he's British, even he's though this Brit- takes place in, like, the I believe Midwest. specifically Southern British, that's what it says on his wiki page. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that means London-ish. I think. I think London. Why is Southern. he British? I'm unsure. This takes place in like the Midwest. Yeah, no other characters have British accents. You know, I think my it's just him. Sean's <laughs> favorite character. So essentially, uh, through the mini games, I believe you have to play as a different animatronics running away from Afton. Mm-hmm. I-, I haven't watched F- FNAF uh, in a while. A lot of like, I remember there was like the give cake. Uh, oh, give cake! Yes, the give cake video game where you see him the, kill the first you, victim. Yeah, you see. I was that the first instance of the crying child. Yes, yeah. you what? see the crying child outside, and he. Game ends. The child that would be the puppets, and that uh, would be the well, soul of the puppet. I guess to, so I I'll think that is sometimes debated. Uh, I feel like there's like two different types of, and I could be like confusing the second and the third game because I think the third game might well, have the mini games I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, okay. all I, of them. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly from the oh. the Matt Pat uh, videos, he is the the sorry the puppet was originally like kind of like a security animatronic like the toy wars and then mm-hmm. the fo- the puppet followed the crying child outside crying child died crying child possessed the um the puppet animatronic i'm, I'm talking about the one where it's like the characters like in the hallway and then like no that's the, fnaf 2 that's fnaf 2 that okay, is fnaf 2 I, can, I can't remember if that was the second one or the third one yeah that i believe that's fnaf 2 and then fnaf 3 is the um you we get more of the atari style and that is where you see the ghost push uh, William Afton into the spring lock suit. Okay, I remember that. Okay. Yep. But there's. I don't remember enough about Save three. them. I think. Yeah. Okay. So there's. There, there's multiple games. Yeah. There's save them, which uh, is give cake, give uh, no give presents, give life. There's give, give, give take cake to the children, give gifts, give life, and Foxy go go go. Yes. Those are the ones. Those are your death mini games. No, those are um, from FNAF 2. Two, and then there's also End of Night mini games, which I believe are the ones. Oh no, I'm thinking of um, that. I'm thinking of FNAF 4. They're the only mini games in FNAF 2 are the death mini games. Yeah. So th- with the, with these intro introductions of the uh, the mini games, this is where we get a lot of the lore. Yeah. Where the lore is actually a little bit more explicit than the lore from FNAF One, which was just the changing newspaper articles and the cameras. And also Phone Guy. And Phone Guy. Um. So FNAF Three. FNAF Three. My, my favorite. My favorite FNAF game, which it, is kind of a hot take. It's a very hot take. I love. I, I get. I think I get your. I get your point with it. Yeah. I like the vibes. Oh, wait, hold. On. Let me mention really quick about FNAF Two because it takes place in eighty seven and there's the whole bite of 87 thing so we think that the victim of bite of 87 i know you want to say the thing is that the bite of 87 <laughs> it was not the bite of 87 it's the bite of 83 different well, there, sorry mark yeah there's two different bites sorry mark of liar was the bite of 83 in, uh, which isn't confusing in any degree so there's 83 which we'll get to that's in fnaf 4 but in fnaf 2 i believe the victim of which was highly theorized was Jeremy Fitzgerald, and that's why he plays Fritz Smith in the challenge night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe it was the mangle did the little bite because she comes down from yes. upside down right at your head. Yeah. So, more than likely, Jeremy Fitzgerald was uh, game ended by mangle, or at least put into Wait, some. Wait, so sort what, of what, what bite victim was he? Was 83 or 87? 87. 87. Because FNAF 2 takes place in 87. Yeah. I think 83 is uh, the, you, what, the kid. Am I a Freddy suit? It was. It was oh, I'm going to get there. It's in FNAF yeah. 2. Oh, sorry. I, I mixed up the crying, chi- the crying child. Uh, there's two different crying children. Well, there's the first victim and there's the crying child from uh, FNAF 4. Yeah. I mixed mm-hmm. them up. My, my apologies. Yeah. Um, Which. So. I don't think the kid has a name. I don't think that one has no, a name. No, we're 
we're still trying to figure out the name. Yeah. How many years? What, like five years later? A while. Yeah. Anyway, so FNAF 3 takes a semi-different turn. It has the same basic, you know, Sapphire Five Nights, but it's got very different, um, very different, what I'm looking for here is, like, gameplay mechanics. So the character is an unnamed security guard at Fesbridge, Fright, which I forgot was actually created out of one of the pizzerias. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a random building. It because of the whole safe room thing. Yeah. Because that's where Springtrap was. Inspired by the horrors taking place at the Fast Bear Entertainment franchises. So there's this whole thing. The first night you're like, you're just like sitting here with Phone Dude. It's Phone Dude this time. Not Phone yeah. Guy. Because it's he, just like, a he, surfer guy. Yeah, he's like a surfer, like <laughs> yeah. California surfer act. Because uh, I guess by the, at this point, Phone Guy's super dead. <laughs> I, I, I was going to make a, a California joke, but then I realized only you two would get it. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm not. You're not uh, going to do it. So continue. Continue, thank you. So the whole thing, first night, you're just like, okay, yeah, we're figuring out the stuff. And then second night is when, like, oh, we found this animatronic in, like, a garbage heap or something or in the back room. There's you a s- whole body in it. <laughs> they didn't realize, I guess. They're weird. You know, I, I think this was this takes Spot place sort of, like, more modern. Yeah, this was, like, it was taking place this around is, this the is time. This is post-FNAF 1. Oh, yeah, no, this, this takes place in, like, the, tw- like, the 2010s. 10s. Yeah. It's post FNAF one. Mm-hmm. So, so here there are two new mechanics, like I said, and the sole animatronic is Springtrap, which through the games, mini games, I think we discover is, uh, you know, purple guy. <laughs> I think so. I love Springtrap. I love FNAF 3. I yeah. love the vibes. The one thing I so, do hate is the jump scares because they're not scary. Yeah, they're not. So the jump scares are Springtrap sort of hobbling into view, and then there's the audio jump scares, which he you kind of see like, like an angry. Like he looks like he's about to ask you a question. Like you work at Best Buy, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, where's the Xbox controller? Like, <laughs> it's not scary. Um. Anyway, so and also the audio, or, no, the visual hallucinations you see because one of the mechanics is. I think taking care of your oxygen. Yes, you have to take care of your oxygen um, and then, during like, the hallucinations. Yeah, um, so you get audio and visual hallucinations, which you know sucks. Um, so yeah, there are actually two endings to FNAF three, depending on if you complete all the hidden mini games, which I believe are accessed through like something. Like, I know you have to hit the wall panels and type in nineteen eighty seven. Yes, I believe. I believe you do. Is that the game with the mask where like you have to like? No, that's that's, that's two. FNAF two. I forgot FNAF three is when you're in, like it's it's all like okay. the green and grimy. It's green and grimy, and no, also I, I know there. Like, the physical looks of it. Oh like, yeah, no, oh uh, no, the mask one is FNAF two. Okay, it's FNAF two. Um, and so uh, yeah, so I believe that is oh that's the one where you have to jump around and do these little quests I think for the kids to complete the birthday party. Yes, yes. that's um. And so effectively, if you're able to complete all the hidden mini games, you effectively free the spirits of the children, sort of, um, who purple guy killed we're gonna have to get back to that because you kind of there's a whole thing um but after the sixth nightmare night it's revealed that faster fright burns down and a fire shortly after the game ends though spring trap has survived yeah you, if you lighten up the picture yeah uh, it's, 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 there he is you see him uh, ruben so here's FNAF 4 it takes a very different turn um mechanic you know say it, it, we're gonna have the same five night survival thing i think uh sister location takes the biggest turn Mm-hmm. Because there's like no. It's, it's a linear. It's, it's very a linear, linear story. Uh, so, FNAF Four. You are no longer a, a security guard, but a small boy. You are a small child, haunted by the nightmare versions of the original Fazbear animatronics, plus an animatronic called Nightmare Fredbear, who is the sole attacker on the fifth night. Um, because this kid is terrified 
of these animatronics can for I, good reason. Can I say, I hate FNAF 4. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not a fan it of it. It is my least favorite game. Um, it, it was it, the People are still change. trying to figure out. the. I'll get to the box. Yeah. I'll get to the box. No, I'll not even the box. The bo- people are... S- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about the box. I'm talking about people are still trying to figure out where this lies in the timeline. Yeah. 83. N- no, there, there's still debate. For Is there? Where, where FNAF 4 lies in the timeline. W- what's going on in FNAF 4? There's so much that is still debated about this game. I hate FNAF 4. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Right, let me continue. So, essentially, between that night, through many games that we see, we play as the the crying child. We play as, yeah, play as the crying child as he's seized and bullied over fearing the Fazbear Entertainment restaurant near his home. Um, though, throughout these mini games, he's comforted by a small yellow bear plush named Fred, Fred Bear. Psychic friend Fred Psychic Bear. Psychic friend Fred Bear. Thank I forgot you, about Matthew that. Yes. Psychic friend Fred Bear. <laughs> Um, so in the sixth mini game, which is the most important one, even though there is a moment, I think in the second one, where you see purple guy putting the animatronic, I think either he, I think he's putting, he's putting a child in one of the suits. So oh, obviously he was just putting uh, the head on one of the workers. I can't remember. The, once again, another thing that's up for debate, give either, it up for Scott. Either way, that is, I think there is a good, that's a good reason for the kid to be terrified, because, like, oh, there's a person well, in there. Yeah. <laughs> also, those Probably. suits are, also, those suits are, like, um, death traps. Um, so, in Six Minute Game, during the boy's birthday party, we see him be bullied by his brother, we know it's his brother, and his brother's friends for his fear of the animatronics, and then his brother, like, picks him up and shoves his head in the mouth of the Fred Bear animatronic, which clamps down on it. That's the bite of 83. 83. It's 83 because there's a commercial in the first minigame that shows, like, Fred Bear or Frazbear. It, 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 it is a cartoon, and the date is 1983. 83. So it's, that's what my I, evidence is. You know, that's when you get uh, the uh, classic Markiplier. Was it the bite of 87? No, it's bite of 83. It was bite of 83. It's implied that the boy has died through the seventh minigame where his blush plushes tell him that he will be put back together and there's also like i think a um you know a classic medical uh, yeah, uh, you got a flatline. flatline i can remember the word so then if you complete the nightmare mode of the game you'll be greeted by one of fnaf's most well-known mysteries the box so in six I, years, I, I, I want to just give is. my my two cents on the box and actually then might so there's two theories that i mm-hmm. i have heard about the box the box is just the game it's something that's never meant to be fully solved and my favorite theory... Is it the puppet? No. The box is the map from Pizza Simulator. Oh. If you look at the map from Pizza Simulator, it's in the shape of the box. <sighs> I feel like I remember hearing that, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing something about being the puppet being in the box. I, I have subscribed to the theory that the box is the map from Pizza Simulator. That's a good one. Yeah. I had to talk about FNAF 5, better known as FNAF Sister Location. Which I love is, Sister Location. I love Sister Location. It takes the biggest leap after, um, before Pizza Simulator from the general formula. Oh, wait, we're, not, we're not talking about the, the hit RPG game. I'm not talking. FNAF World, I'm going to mention it later. <laughs> Everyone's favorite FNAF game. FNAF World, oh my god. So it goes back to the familiar role of being a security guard. But we know this one's it's Michael Afton, who I'm pretty dang sure is probably also Mike Schmidt because of what happens at the end of the game. Anyway, so instead of being secluded in the security office, you're made to like roam around the underground facility called Circus Babies Entertainment and Rental, the sister, which was is a facility for the sister location 
of Freddy Fazbear's. I believe it was called Cir- Circus Baby's Pizza or something. So, Circus Baby's Pizza World. Pizza World. Uh, the main character is Michael Afton, who is called like something else weird. Eggs Benedict. That was, that's what? what it was. Yeah, the whole thing where like you try and type in your name and gets Eggs Benedict or something. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. I that's just remember that. Exotic Butters. Exotic Butters. Yeah. That's what you get, I think, if you do very well and you just got the Exotic And also butters. people are still trying to figure out the mystery with the, um, the, uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cartoon that you're watching about the vampire. Oh, the vampire thing. Apparently that has some lore relevance, or people think it does. Of course it does. Anyway, so Michael Afton. William Afton's, aka the purple guy, who we finally... So essentially William Afton was originally just a character in the book series that I haven't read, whatever. But now we fully can confirm that he is the purple guy. So Michael Afton, who I'm pretty sure is the kid wearing the foxy mask in FNAF 4, is his son. So there are new circus-themed versions of a few of the original animatronics, Funtime Freddy, and there's someone coming in. Hello? Hi, Kaya. Hi. Hi, Kaya. Are you guys on here right now? Yes. Oh, hello. How are you guys? So our station manager- We have our station manager, Kaya, coming in right now. (laughs) What up, what up, what up? Okay. So, um, where was I? So there are new circus-themed versions of the animatronics, Funtime Freddy, Bon Bon, Funtime Froxy, and then Funtime Chica only appears in the, um, the extra night that you can play. That's more in tune to FNAF 1 style. Um, as well as new animatronics, Circus Baby, the main, the main attraction, Ballora, the Bitty Babs, the Mini Arenas, who I forgot existed. I forgot those two existed. <laughs> Ennard, Lulbit, Yendo, Bonnet, Electrobab, Lulbit, Yendo, Bonnet, and Electrobab all exist only in that extra night. So appearing in the main game, custom night mode, whatever. So... Throughout the game, Michael is made to complete specific tasks to upkeep the facility while avoiding death by animatronic. During the minigames uh, that, you know, end of the night, um, we discovered that William Apton specifically designed these animatronics to kidnap children, and this eventually <laughs> included his own daughter Elizabeth, who possesses Circus Baby. At the end of the game, Michael is scooped, and a game ended, allowing Ender to disguise himself as Michael and escape his facility, but with the end of the custom night, we see Ender just ex- get expelled from Michael's body and Michael gets up weirdly purple and saying that he will find his father and put an end to all the pain which is why I think that Mike Schmidt and Michael Afton are the same guy I think he's going through all of the places and like being a security guard and okay. to try and catch his father okay do you, do you remember the mi- okay the mini game where you're in the uh, the spring lock suit yes and that's in FNAF 4 when, I no no one was like so many people were not able to beat that oh that one oh right okay i, I know what you're talking about now yeah yeah no the no the one the one in in, in uh in sister location sister location and, and people had such a hard time right. beating that i think markiplier i think he managed it i think markiplier was one of the first people to beat it because people were like we're not able to beat it um, King of Enough, yeah, you know. know that, uh, that lore isn't confusing whatsoever either. Oh, <laughs> it was, it's a lot. So essentially, there was the crying child who is the younger son of William Afton. Michael Afton was in the foxy mask from FNAF 4. And I also think he's Mike Schmidt. And then there's Elizabeth who is new and is William Afton's daughter who got uh, snatched. Which is insane that his own daughter got uh, snatched. I guess he. I guess it's sort of his way of being like, it can't be me. My daughter went missing. I don't. I think uh, Elizabeth was an accident. I think also it might have also been an accident, but it's a really good cover up to like, why would he kidnap his own daughter? I think. I think because I. If you listen, there's some like audio files, like I think in game, that he tells her not to go. Right. He tells her not to go near Circus Baby, and she does. 
and that's how she gets I think there's something with the books where I think one of them is like half robot or something and they like there's like something like behind a wall that they that's in that's in the book trilogy where she's actually like the main character it's Charlie Emily Charlie uh she's a robot it's a lot. And she finds, like, this, the, like, workshop or something. Yes. That's all I can really remember. Yeah. Of anyway, FNAF 6. Um, they're known as Freddy Fazbear's Pizza Simulator. This should have been the end of the franchise. It should have been the end. <laughs> it's, a really, it's a very far change from the first basic formula, which Scott has obviously abandoned by now until, you know, we get to a uh, uh, security breach. Um, and I guess help wanted, technically. So it's a, a first a sort of interview with an animatronic called Scrap Baby, which is like Circus Baby, but all messed up. And it's like, you know, it's the whole uh, Ministry of the Electric Shock thing and asking questions. That and That's scary. That was scary. When you are doing... When you have the scrap animatronics in front of you, that's scary. That was scary. Wait, is this the game with the... Literally, like, the animatronic apparition? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yeah. th- this is where you have, like, the checklist in front of you. And you have to look up from the checklist, and if like you have to like constantly look back and forth and see if they move. That's scary. Yeah. Anyway, so you're being ordered to do this stuff by cassette tape, which I think it's just called like cassette girl or cassette. I don't remember if it's a, a male. Female. If it's a guy, mm-hmm. I can't remember. So anyway, after this section, the game turns into a business simulation, allowing you to create your own Fazbear franchise essentially. Um, anyway, there are many games to be played, revealing small stories involving William Afton doing his thing where he kidnaps kids. This is where we get more of the science fiction thing, and I think this is the beginning I think of there the is, of yes, there is a... <laughs> our favorite thing. Oh, uh, where was it? Where is I? Because I had remnant up. There it is. So, in Pizza Simulator, we get this blueprint of the, um, scooper, and there is a part of it called the remnant injector. <laughs> and there's also a part called the Remnant Reservoir. We'll get to Remnant in a minute. I just wanted to mention that. Um, so anyway, next, yeah, so after next part of the game involves the player essentially going back to the basic formula of maintaining, of having to deal with the animatronics at night, but they're also maintaining the restaurant through a computer, so it only lasts as long as how many, like, stuff you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Once your daily tasks are done, um, the portion of the game ends, and then you go back to a similar section, essentially the same section as before of interviewing animatronics called the salvage section i hate scrap traps design that's all i'm going to say yeah okay we'll get to scrap trap. uh here you essentially recruit the animatronics into a restaurant which is kind of weird thinking about that they're supposed to be technically inanimate objects and you are recruiting them but you have to avoid being dumb scared if you, then you get game ended yeah um depending on if you're sal- if you've established all the animatronics available or not if you've discovered a secret ending to all the mini games or not, if you prefer to purchase specific animatronic or not, which I think is called Egg Baby or something, and then you get this insane ending, you'll get different endings. Um, but the canon ending is when you salvage all the animatronics and the cassette man. I wrote cassette man. I don't know why I didn't realize. Okay, real t- in the novels to be Henry Emily, Afton's former business partner and father of the first victim, Charlie Emily, who is the puppet, I believe. Yeah, she's the puppet. Uh, yeah. Burns down your heavily implied. You are heavily implied to be Michael Afton, your franchise. It was all trapped for the animatronics, a way to get rid of them all at once to give them peace. Even though in FNAF three, we already, we did already, that. we already did that, Scott. <laughs> Except for William Afton, who no script trap by the fans, and then uh, then eventually, uh, it just starts to then canon material. 
will be getting his due diligence for his crimes in the afterlife. I couldn't say what Henry actually said because curses, but you, uh, you yeah, get but, it. Uh, so I'm just I'm I'll I'll just run down through seven and eight really yeah, quickly because we do have to take a break and then I we're gonna get into we're getting our little thing. So FNAF seven, which is custom night, is not canon, but nope. uh, it's good because I like the theory that this is uh, William Afton's uh, purgatory. purgatory. Or, uh, Nightmare, I think, was a thing in the novels. They yeah, I, I like to think that it's his purgatory or his personal H.E. double hockey stick. Uh, <laughs> as well as most of the children have moved on except Golden Freddy, who uh, is torturing William Afton Refuses for his Refuses to move on. Uh, so, Help Wanted is the VR game, in the eighth game in the series, uh, centers around Fazbear Entertainment trying to improve their reputation through a VR called Freddy Fazbear's Virtual Experience. Yeah. Though, despite the trying to pass the horrors that plague the franchise as fictitious. There are cassette tapes in these games that contradict each other, whether or not you should find all the cassette tapes or not. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, I have a glitch trap. Most important thing to cover is glitch trap, the digital ghost of William Afton. This is stupid. Who is attempting to escape the game by merging with the player's avatar, who is Vanny. We've, anyway, so... If you complete all 39 levels, which is essentially just free going through all the FNAF games, playing the final level pizza party, then a player will enter a dark room with animatronics and a tape, glitch half will appear and go, ha, you gotta follow me. And after doing so, you will appear on a stage and essentially applying that you became an animatronic and are now well, trapped like, in the game. Yeah, and like you see him like kind of... Dancing. I remember, dancing. I remember seeing that it, it, it is kind of freaky. It is a freaky little man. It, it is unsettling. So uh, then, if you follow the tape's instructions, it will pick into a room with handprints and scratches all over. Glitch Shuffle will appear on the other side of the door, shushing the player for backing up into the darkness. After this, we will get a Glitch Trap plush upon completing the secret ending in the corn maze. I actually haven't played this game, so I don't know what the heck that is. <laughs> Where they will receive the rabbit mask, putting on the... Okay, yada yada. If you put on the mask, you grab the plush, it triggers a conversation between the player and the plush. The player who's revealed to be a woman named Vanny, Vanessa... A beta tester of the game tells the plush that no one suspects a thing, assuring him that she won't let him down. This implies that despite the fact that he was stopped and temporarily sealed in the plushie, Glitchtrap has transferred himself over into Vanny's mind. And if you fail to um, follow the um, tape's instructions, you, the player character Vanny and Glitchtrap will body swap with the player pl- taking Glitchtrap. And Glitch Vanny, is so- the- Vanny is our main antagonist for... Yes, I was reach. wrong a bit. Um, and... Uh- I'm just gonna. I just want to go over the ninth game special delivery. We're not really gonna go over. It's an AR game. It's not out. Uh, special delivery. Special delivery is a. It's it's a phone. It's a mobile game. It's a mobile game. And there's not much plot except that there's some emails from the character Vanny, um, also, who will be our main antagonist from Help Wanted. Where there's a little boy named Gregory and he's trying to escape Vanny because somehow she's working with William. So essentially, that second ending I mentioned is canon, like I believe. So I'm. We're not gonna go over security breach because <sighs> it's not out yet. Um, we're gonna go on a quick break, and then I'm going to do a rant on why FNAF isn't scary anymore. <laughs> so, we will be right back. And we're back with Phantom Fair, talking about FNAF. Because yeah. it's spooky season. Spooky! Uh, we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, and so now, here's where I do my, <laughs> my little bit. bit where did time. FNAF go wrong? <sighs> so, I have my two guests on, so, uh, along with my beautiful co-host. So, please feel free to add whenever you like. My opinion, after FNAF 4, Scott decided that he wasn't done with making uh, FNAF because he was making so much ka-ching. Uh, he changed the route of the story from going from the... So, one of the main theories for FNAF 4 was that it was a, just a dream. That uh, there's a lot of similarities between the mini games that we get and the animatronics that we see. 
so some people think that the child in FNAF 4 was just dreaming all this time uh so except from the point of view of the child in the bed for FNAF 4 and then we were greeted with sister location where you're playing as Michael Afton the son of William Afton and this is where the plot kind of changes oh <sighs> boy <laughs> so it goes the story from, yeah. gets this is where everything gets convoluted and the introduction of a lot of science fiction elements of FNAF because Scott did make before he made FNAF he made a lot of science fiction games like a lot of uh, science fiction and a lot of his Christian games, which we're not going to talk about. Uh, so this is where we get the weird discs and the toy animatronics, and then I don't remember the discs. It, when you open up the chests of the toy animatronics in one of the side games, there's these little discs on their chests. Oh right. And they talk about that in the books, and then some people theorize that. The toy animatronics were also the animatronics that you're playing against in FNAF 4, and that William Afton was just doing horrible experiments on his son. <sighs> and this is where we get the ghost metal remnant. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Sean has been waiting. Essentially. Oh my God. Sam, you started off. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where William Afton becomes more of a mad scientist and less of a crazy child uh, killer. And here's why it's bad. Suspension of disbelief. I could, I could suspend my disbelief at a psychotic child murderer, and ghost children out for revenge. Uh, I I could even just suspend my disbelief of uh, you know, uh, uh, William Afton being yeah. in a suit yeah. and being half alive. Yeah. I can't believe I I have a hard time believing that this child murderer is like I want to become immortal. Become immortal, so I'm going to melt their souls into <laughs> metal <laughs> to figure out how to be alive forever. Which is why I mean, he's half alive. I mean, Remnant is the RM on uh, the Periodicable, after all, right? <laughs> oh what yes, the Horcrux logic is this? I some type of Harry Potter sounding. No, it makes no sense in my mind because it's like, it, like what Sam's saying. Like, how are you like melting down these people's souls and like basically making yourself like immortal? It just like doesn't make really like a lot of because, sense in my mind. So like, it, we it gets bring, brought up a lot in. So I want to talk about Fazbear fights for a minute. So, which talks about, about, a lot about animatronics body swapping with people, which we're getting in FNAF VR and uh, Security Breach. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. The the whole plot of FNAF VR is William Afton's ghost has been, was on circuit boards in the old animatronics, which are now, which is now <laughs> in the VR game, which you're playtesting. And William Afton's ghost is possessing multiple people. Yeah. To go kill more children. It's not scary anymore. It's because just weird. I have like it's co- it's more confusing than scary. Yeah, like that's the thing about this franchise. It's just like the more that's explained and the more that it's expanded on, I don't get scared. Like what makes me scared is not knowing something. So, we we me and Sean were talking about this last night because we um Midge went upstairs because she had to take a phone call. So uh we were watching Halloween too. We were talking about what makes things scary, which is. Most of the time, things that are scary are things that you don't know. There's nothing more scarier than the fear of the unknown and what your mind is going to cook up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. That, that's why I'm like, one of my big rules for heart, don't unmask your monster. Don't. Which I was very... Uh, I'm actually not going to talk about Halloween kills. Cause I mean, that, I, that, that came out this weekend. We still haven't seen William Afton's face, so technically the monster has not been the, unmasked. The monster but- hasn't been unveiled. 
but there's like a huge explanation behind why he's why, doing what he's doing. Yeah, you thank know? you. Like, like, um, you'll go in with like one question, something will be explained, and you have five more questions. Yeah, like, because Scott keeps making everything more convoluted. And do you think Scott knows what's even going on? At no, this point? no, no, <laughs> no. Scott is just. I think it. he's lost track. I think he lost the notes. Well, and especially well, Scott's now. not even touching this anymore. He's like, I'm just gonna sit back and keep. I'm raking. just gonna sit down and back and donate. <laughs> and donate to problematic politician, uh, politicians. Um, yeah, and another minor issue is the 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 formula after after FNAF two, sitting in the desk getting jump scared wasn't scary more because people actually got mad at PewDiePie for on uh, uh, reasons that weren't more problematic was that he said FNAF wasn't scary I mean he's right that's the only thing I'll ever agree with him about yeah that's the only thing I'm ever going to agree with PewDiePie about <laughs> yes. opinion wise um, people got mad at him and he's like it's not scary you've seen one you've seen them all yeah. it's not scary anymore it's the same thing with the different cast of characters exactly uh, the design and the animatronics are not scary Mm. After what I believe is one or two, like probably like, yeah, probably one or two. Cause Spring Trap, I like Spring Trap. Nightmare, the Nightmare ones from Four are pretty scary. Uh, I I think Spring Trap is the only really scary animatronic in that game. And I was talking about Uncanny Valley last week when we were talking about the Walton Files, which is, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, cause that's what plays into the Fear Factor since. It, the whole, th- the whole issue of the Uncanny Valley, well, the whole situation with it is that it's something familiar, and but we can't put our finger on it. So when we see the FNAF 1 animatronics, which are just rip-offs of Chuck E. Cheese animatronics, <laughs> but because they're creepy, they're, it brings a sense of nostalgia to you because they have like the matted fur, the the jerky, unnatural movements. Like, remember that? I think it was the trailer for the, FNAF. The, tra- the first trailer for FNAF was like... It was Freddy being all jerky and stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I I love because it gives you that nostalgia of the time where you go to Chuck E. Cheese and you see all the gross animatronics with the yeah. gross fur. Yeah. The toy animatronics aren't scary. They're these clean, she like shiny plastics that just look like toys. Yeah. It's not scary anymore. Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just like every time I hear the I hear there being another sequel, I'm just like, I mean, you're beating the dead horse in my opinion. At this point, like yeah. if you're going to make a game, make it count. Like what? I want to see either A, a new aesthetic, B, new gameplay, or C, a little a little reward your players who are invested and try to give them comprehensive lore that they can piece together. Cuz at this point, I just give more credit to the fandom. I I don't think Scott is some like genius or whatever no he's just like given a little morsel pieces and people spin something greater out of that matt so. pat carrying the entire fnaf <laughs> fandom on his back oh, matt, yeah. matt pat's back must hurt from carrying the, the fnaf theories him i think it was was it Razbowski? uh i don't know the only fnaf theorist i watched was That's matt was yeah. matt and I've been watching, that. I highly recommend if you are a fan of FNAF to watch uh, Sagan Hawk's retrospective series. I'm going to just write that down for my I, own. I, I sent it to you. I, did you? I, I linked you it. I'll link it to you again. Okay, yeah, because I don't Cause remember. He, he, uh, he, he did a Master Accomplished. It's like a three-hour thing now oh. of just the games. Um, And he does a whole retrospective on the FNAF series, which is really good. Um, But FNAF just isn't scary. Like, I love some of the, the designs for the new animatronics. I think they're cute. I don't think they're scary. I think they're like a fun thing to cosplay. Yeah, they're they're not scary. 
No. They're not. Which I don't think... I think the animatronics are actually going to... We're going to pull a twisty. They're the ones helping you this time. Oh, yes. Uh, specifically, Rockstar Freddy, I think. Mm-hmm. Glamrock. Glamrock. Glamrock Freddy, who um, has... Who the little boy can hide in. The yeah, chest cavity of. can ha- uh, hide in, because now... William Afton's ghost is in... Vanny. In Vanny. That's what we call ghost in the show. <laughs> oh, it is literally ghost in the show. It's... Uh... Pain. It's so stupid. Pain. I can't wait. For, I can't wait for Scarlett Johansson to play Vanny in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but pain. Like, I, I guess we'll just do like a quick little ten minute rant on the current plot because Sean, I know you have your your feelings on Ghost Metal Remnant. Yeah. I I just think it's stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm glad we can all collectively like, agree on that. <laughs> when you first said that, I'm like, oh, I probably have like a lot to say on it. Then I was thinking, I'm like. No. I don't even have like that much to say on it. It's just stupid. I think it's silly. I think the fact that we've moved so far from the original plot of child murders. Like it was sca- like like I said before, it is truly up to suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And I'm not good at suspending my disbelief. I'm so sorry, Scott. I can suspend my disbelief a decent amount. Yeah, like pretty much from one to like one four. to four. Suspended. One to four is the best suspended. game. Suspended, suspended. And I think Pizza Simulator was, oh, yeah. a, was a nice bookend to the new story. I like Custom Night. Custom Night was interesting. That he was doing, and Custom Night was a good epilogue to it. And then Sister Location is just kind of... Sister Location is, like, the best game technically, I think, technologically, and also, like... Yeah, mechanically. Mechanically? Like it yeah. Some new it's just things. that the plot of it with the remnant, the small plot with remnant... It doesn't... Does it, I don't think it really mentions remnant, does, does it? Remnant, you have the scooper, and it the scoops scooper. Michael Afton, so the animatronics go in there and, and somehow the man is, and somehow the man is still alive which he might be the for the character the night guard from the first game because of the smell which i, I don't think, think that's it it i don't think that's it because i don't think scott planned this far ahead no mm-hmm. he did not plan this far ahead he's just bringing it back a- after that. after scott got canceled i think that's when people started to realize that he's not a good writer yeah, I, nope. did, I didn't realize that. I was just sitting here like he was never good. It was like, never good in the first place. I guys. feel like so many things are so many different things are like retconned. Oh know, yeah, like all these games because like FNAF three in its entirety it, essentially. Yeah. Like in 2014, he had like clear story saying like, oh, this is what I want for the first game, and if he had the other ones planned ahead, great. Yeah, but like now. There's, like, so many, like, conflicts and, like, convolutions and stuff where it's, like, nothing really makes sense anymore and you have a headache if you're, like, trying to, like, understand it. Like, the timeline, for example. Nobody really knows the timeline. Scott does not want you to be satisfied. He doesn't. And that's not what makes a good story. He's a terrible author for doing that. Because I think, I believe it was uh, George R. R. Martin who said, you can't set up your story to have the made be the killer and then people catch on and then you change it yeah change it because then you all the setups that you have led to it now are loose ends Mm -hmm. and now you have to make you have to make new plot threads it it's just bad writing because he doesn't want people to figure anything out listen the only reason i'm still in the fnaf the fnaf fandom and following the timeline is because i've been into it it too Mm -hmm. long Mm -hmm. I same thing with Steven Universe. That's why I finished oh, yeah. it out. I didn't like Steven Universe at the end, but I was just like, "Hey, I'm here." They yeah, gotta I do, feel they that. Gotta figure it out. <laughs> like I, I don't like the story, but <laughs> Sean just like keep <laughs> <laughs> my opinions Sean. to myself. Uh, oh, looks like we have the next episode for Fandom Bear. <laughs> no, it's just me and Sam fighting over Steven <laughs> universe. universe for an hour. <laughs> no, let's wait for November for that so we can do Squid Game. Uh, you know, I believe uh, our next episode we're gonna talk about. We're gonna finally finish Squid Game this weekend, Ooh. and we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about Squid Game next weekend. 
Yeah. Because um, we show. won't be here on Halloween. We won't be here on Halloween. We'll be um, at multiple parties. Uh, of course, socially distanced and yes. everyone is vaccinated. Of course. Um, but FNAF bad. I'm only here because <laughs> I'm like, well, I've been in this since I was 13. Ah, yes. 13. Yeah. Like, it, it's a, a sense of closure. Like, I remember it was like one of the first uh, Pat videos where saying, like, the reason people stay for the, the whole, like, seven nights of the first one yeah. is not because they love the story and they want to, and, like, they, like, just, like, love being, like, scared. They want to complete it. It's like a completionist principle, saying like, "Oh, 100% of the game." Yeah. Well, do you remember Matt Pat's first theory was that it was based off an actual? Yeah, I was thinking that. And and I remember thinking about Cheese murder. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A it was Chuck E. Cheese. I, I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, it was a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it was an actual murder. And that's that why happened. you can't see the kitchen because apparently the murder happened in the kitchen or something. Oh yeah, she could kind of. I believe Scott said there. that was not. Yeah. The inspiration. But that was Matt Pat's first FNAF theory, and what we're fifty episodes deep mm-hmm. now in Matt Pat. Well, I'm actually curious how many he's done for. No, I believe it's fifty. Is it literally fifty? I believe he's done fifty <laughs> videos on FNAF. Oh, honey, re- I'm worried for him because he does. Uh, he does theories on every book that comes out, and guess what? I I don't like Matt Pat. <laughs> I don't. I think he's kind of snarky, and I think he's arrogant. <laughs> he has uh, a really forty-six. Weird... Forty-six. He has like a he has God. really weird takes like especially like with his uh Lorax videos where it's like it's the consumer's fault. It's what? And it's actually not uh, the corporation's fault. Like when I was watching his other theories. I don't know. This is a whole other topic on yeah. Matt Pat. I I like him sometimes, but then some of his takes are I, I so th- weird. I think like, Matt Pat's a good person. I'm not saying that cuz he does a lot of he does a lot of donations, he does a lot of good things. Oh yeah. I just think he's kind of snarky and arrogant. Yeah. Um but I I see you know, on my, my YouTube recommended that Matt Pet posted another <laughs> FNAF video, and guess what? My silly little hand clicks on the video. Cause yeah, last one he posted was four weeks ago. And you're just like, ah, here we uh, go again. Yeah, I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. What are we going to learn about Remnant now? <laughs> <laughs> well, now the whole thing is, a lot of FNAF, uh, Fazbear Frights is about uh, animatronic swapping, uh, like soul swapping with a person. Soul swapping. Soul swapping. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> <laughs> it is about the animatronics, like swapping bodies with a person, oh or God. you know, once again melting five things into one because oh that was a God. stupid. Yes, yes. What it was the keys and then like the dead dogs or something, which is uh, the dead dogs made like me D and D phylactery type of plot type. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just found out that there's a food theory channel yeah yeah, yeah. there's it's a food theory and he talked about is a hot dog a sandwich um, there's... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you can't say that all right so we're gonna head off for now uh, thank you for listening to fandom fair um you've been listening to 90.3 wmc upper montclair with fandom fair uh midge yeah and me hope you have a wonderful day yes to wash your sheets clean your teeth, teeth and take a shower uh, also, if you'd like to um, listen to our backlog, we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And if you want to find out when we're going live, even though I was late on it today, uh, our Twitter is Fandom Fair and our Instagram is Fandom underscore Fair. Fair is spelled F A R E, not like a fair, but like a bus fair. Bus like a bus like fair. Like a bus fair. Um, so we're gonna head off. We hope you had a wonderful time listening to us. And if you want to listen about Squid Game, uh, tune in next week tune at 12 p.m. EST. <laughs> Uh, so thank thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Bye. Next week at twelve p.m. EST. Uh, so thank thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Bye.